Girl, he tried it. This can't be life. That is so ghetto. Welcome to Sip on My Honesty. Sip easy. For season two, episode two, it's your girl Sip on My Honesty, Ashley to be exact, and we have our co-host, Vladdy Mac. Yes, Whoop. yes, sir. It feels good to be back, guys. Um, we're gonna be a little bit more active than usual with um and consistent with recording our episodes on Sundays and getting them out by Wednesday. So you know, just be patient with us. A lot of you have reached out to uh reached out to me in particular, asking you know when am I bringing sip on a, sip on my honesty back, and we are officially back. And it feels good. <laughs> So, you know, for our new listeners, just to give you, you know, some backstory. Um, so we're going to be talking about our sip easy topic. So sip easy is like our happy hour topic topic before we get into sip on my honesty, which is our main topic. And for today, mm-hmm. our sip easy topic is karma. Karma is a bitch. Ain't it though? It is a bitch. Mm. So I just want to give you guys like a quick little story time, right? Mm. About what happened to me recently. So for you guys that don't know, um, I was two years ago, I was in a relationship with this guy for about four years, right? Um, he was, he is um, a narcissistic person and I've dealt with it like firsthand. Um, and towards the ending of our relationship, like he broke my heart. Like I'm talking about broke my heart. Um, but you know, just to give you a watered down version or whatever, he left me very watered down because that, that would have to be a conversation for another, Mm -hmm. for another day. So pretty much he, um, he left me for another girl, right? It wasn't the fact that he left me for another girl. Yeah, that played the part, but it was more so of how he Mm. did it, right? So ever since then, I have not spoken to him, which was, which has been two years up until this Friday that just passed. He's right. He's been writing me on um, Instagram, like, you know, trying to get in contact with me. Sister blowing me up on Instagram. His parents been trying to, like, you know, get me to come over there, come over to their house so we could talk and all of that. And I I pretty much shut all of that down. Um, Thinking that would just be that with him understanding that I I genuinely don't want Mm -hmm. any parts of you. The man gets a hold of my phone number, and I'm assuming it's from a mutual friend, um, and he's blowing me up. I'm not talking about five missed calls, ten missed calls. I'm talking about over 30 missed calls from this man, um, back to back. And it's like, for me, it was like, what the fuck are you doing all of that for? So then this morning, six o'clock this morning, he decides to pop up to my apartment and he lives leaves a six page letter and a fucking flower teddy bear shit or whatever of him just apologizing about the things that he's done over the years. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, bro, you're two years a little too late for all of this mm-hmm. shit. Like, I'm I'm good. So uh did you read the letter? I did not read oh, the letter. Okay. <laughs> he um 
So I did not read the letter. He did end up calling me again, and I did pick up the phone, and that's how I knew what was in the letter because he started to explain mm. everything. And I just pretty much nipped it in the butt, right? So it didn't stop there. I got in contact with his girl because the the guy, he just kind of, like, started to get a little too out of control mm -hmm. for me. Now, when you say his girl, you mean the girl he left you for? Yes, the girl he left oh, me right, for. Um, so, got in contact with her or whatever. And, like I said, that's another story for mm -hmm. another day. I'll give you guys all the details for another episode. Me and her, you know, we're talking or whatever the case is. And we're very respectful towards each other. Mm -hmm. There's no disrespect, no anything. So I'm letting her know everything that's going on. And she's like, girl, I haven't been with him in three months. Like, everything. <laughs> oh, she was like, you warned me mm -hmm. and told me to be careful. Yo, like, the man's a fucking cokehead. Mm. Um, has a child mm. outside of her. Mm -hmm. Um what else uh oh mm. dabbling into you know his new journey of his sexuality he's gay um, <laughs> that's a great way to yes. put it yes and then mm. on top of all of that bullshit he still had the nerve to be cheating mm -mm -mm. and is also into younger women now like wow. 18 or whatever the case may be and this dude is damn near about to be 30 mm. so i say all of this to say that or whatever say that to say all of this be careful how you treat people because it will come back and bite Ooh. you in the ass 10 times harder i swear to you listen i know people ain't down with r kelly but he had a song a while ago mm -hmm. you better be careful, careful what, what you, you do to me, me. oh y'all gonna say mm -hmm. to me Cause it's gonna come back to you. You remember that? Yeah, I do remember go. that song. That's what it is. And that's true. You really have to be careful how you treat people because it is gonna come back. It's gonna bite you in the ass in ways that you never expected. And I will say this: ever since me and him has broken up, I have flourished in several different departments mm. of my life. Um, and honestly speaking, I I can't. I can't make this up. I've never been happier. Mm -hmm. When I was with him, without me knowing, I was very, I was going through a depression. I did let myself go. Mm -hmm. um, I was just going through a lot and not noticing how much it was affecting me up until we were no longer together. Absolutely. And I just became better, more vibrant, mm -hmm. my energy, everything. And the girl also attests to that too. Wow. How even within three months of her leaving him, how drastic her life has changed even in her career field like wow. so it just goes to show that's another thing people's energy does mm -hmm. affect like you know what you have going on too so if that person has negative energy let that shit go bro and let you know go. what i think uh since we're talking about karma i think that's mm -hmm. the foundation of karma right mm -hmm. like <clears throat> even think about what your mindset was two years ago mm. and it was you know and it was based on what he had done. Right. And you felt some type of way about yourself yes. because of the energy he bought. But remember, even back then, I was telling you, like, man, this is actually a good thing for you because he's just exposing who he really is. is. Yes. And now he's setting you free from having to deal with him. Definitely. Remember, I told you that yeah, from back then. So that's what I feel karma is. It's not just like, oh, yeah, you did something bad. It's going to come back around. You did something bad because you're a bad person. Person. You know what I mean? You did something bad or you did something to this degree, to this magnitude, because that's just who you are. That's what's in your heart. And if that's just who you are and that's what's in your heart and you keep on doing this, at some point, 
you're going to do it to the wrong person or you're going to uh -huh. do it too much mm -hmm. or you can't keep up with it no more. Mm -hmm. You know, it's going to swallow you up. You're going to get drowned under it. Facts. And that's what karma is. It's like, it's not just like I did one thing bad and now my whole life is fucked up because I was, mm -hmm. you know. No, it's, uh, you know, I am this person. I did it to this person, to this magnitude, but this is who I am. I'm going to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. And actions have consequences. Facts. Actions have reactions, you know. And exactly. eventually, the more you do it, the more it piles on. You're going to get your due. Exactly. You're going to get and your due. I, like, I'm going to be completely honest. This is just, you know, some quick advice for women and men. Understand that there's no... Well, more. this is more so for women, this piece of advice. Stop trying to be the exception to the mm. rule. If that's who he is, that's who he's going to be for you. That's who he's going to be for the next girl and the girl after that, unless he wants to change. And nine times out of ten, that's not what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. He's just going to adjust to become a be like becoming better at what he's already, mm -hmm. you know, what he's already done. And you know, like when it comes to men, you guys have to also know your worth too. Like mm -hmm. if that girl is not, you know, providing what it is that you need, fuck her, leave mm -hmm. her. You will find somebody else. There are seven point something billion people yes, on this earth, dog. I, I kid you not this person isn't the only person with that vibe there's somebody with a better vibe with better sex better energy Everything. the whole nine trust me on that yeah. like just 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 take this with a grain yeah, of salt no when we get our emotions tied into somebody we feel like they're the only person in the world that we want to be with and it's hard like I, I get it man emotions are strong and they're de very deceptive mm -hmm. one of the things i really found out in life and it's a it's a weird saying and it's a hard thing but you don't have to be with the person that you love sometimes Ooh. you love somebody but that doesn't mean you have to be with them that's true. right that's sometimes true. you can't choose who you love mm -hmm. but you can choose who you be with that's right? true just because you love someone doesn't mean that they're good for you that's true and you know so there's all these things that it's hard to, to, to learn in the moment, but, you know, just even like Ashley is talking about, you know, over time, there's been two years now she's had to process it. Now she's looking back and like, wow, I can't even believe the growth and the evolution yeah. and where I was two years ago. But now it's all because of the fact that she's been through this mm -hmm. and she noticed like, yo, I was tripping like I, I was at, oh, reacting to someone who was uh, toxic, right? Yes. So then I was having a toxic reaction mm -hmm. to a toxic person, to a toxic Situation. energy. Yeah. But once that is removed from your life, then you can think more clearly and now look back and be like, wow, okay, now I can process moving forward because of I see, you know, what I thought it was, it really wasn't back exactly. then, you know? Oh, that makes sense to some of y'all. Yeah, I, I really do. And I, I think that's that everything that's transpired throughout my life and throughout our lives and you you will notice throughout the episodes it's it's advice to somebody that's going that's mm -hmm. going through it like trust me you're you're going to be okay even if it doesn't feel like it right now believe me when i say you're going to be fine because i was at a very dark place in my life when all of that transpired mm. and i did not think i was going to make it i'm not going to even hold for you for sure I didn't think I was going to make it. So let's hop into our main topic. Vlad, can you introduce our main topic for today? For the yeah, day? sure, sure. Well, a lot of us in life, many if not all of us, we go through some traumatic events in our lives. Thanks. And I mean just trauma in our childhoods, trauma in our families. And those traumas affect us uh, moving forward in our lives, you know, whether it be bringing forth insecurities, 
making us, you know, very closed off, maybe making us defensive or whatever the case is, however they manifest themselves. And we're not just talking about in relationships like um, romantic relationships, but we're talking about how trauma affects us in every facet of our lives and how that looks and how we can try to go get past the traumas that we've um, we've experienced. You know, they they hinder us from growing in our relationships with friends, with family members, uh, and of course, romantically as well. And we're bringing yeah. all that baggage, especially romantically, into a situation where that person ain't a therapist. They didn't sign up to deal with all the trauma that you have to deal with. You sure. know, so we kind of just want to talk about trauma, how that looks. Um, you know, without going, I mean, we could go as deep as you want to go to. Mm -hmm. But just, I know you've been with uh, through some very traumatic events with your family, yeah. your mother, and so, so mm -hmm. forth, even with this uh, past relationship. Yeah. And let's talk about how, you know, I've been through trauma as a young kid. Mm -hmm. um, some trauma, you don't even understand it as trauma. Yeah. Um, I'll explain one, you know, people are, oh, what the hell, um, as we speak. Like, for an example, my aunt, when I was a kid, and, you know, it may not seem like a big deal, but, I mean, I'm talking about from, like, 8 to 12. Whenever we go visit her, she would stand behind us like a backward hug, but she would stick her hand in my shirt and, like, rub my nipples all the time. I'm, like, an 8-year-old, 9-year-old, 10-year-old, 11-year-old kid, and every time we go, she's, like, rubbing the nipples. Like That's so weird. It is weird. That's weird. And who's to say... How that, you know what Would I mean? Would have turned out. Well, no, how that affected me moving yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, especially, you know, my, you know, mm -hmm. history, my sexual history. Like, who mm -hmm. knows what that, you know, yeah. added to yeah. moving forward. You know, who yeah. knows how that affected me and my relationship. Ship. You know, and that may, I don't, I don't know. It may have caused some type of trauma at that age. Like, why is my auntie? Rubbing on my nipples. Rubbing on my nipples. Like, that's so fucking inappropriate. Like, I'm a 9, 10, 11, 12 year old kid. Like, so it was a weird thing. I don't know if that's just a thing. I don't know if she's into, I mean, but you know, that's uh, trauma. Yeah, <laughs> like, that, that's so there's different experience. types of trauma, you know? It's not just always like some in your face thing. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's subtle yeah. um, trauma, you know? Who knows? So, mm -hmm. so like, for, for me, um, okay, so when it comes to like family, um, I faced trauma, like, on both ends, right? So, um, I never really spoke about, like, my trauma that mm -hmm. I faced with my dad. And I'm going to get into my mom, mm -hmm. but I think it's 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 best for me to talk about mm -hmm. my dad, too. Um, so, I have a very tight relationship with my dad. Um, when, when I was younger, like, you know, life was really good for me up until my dad went to prison when I was, like, 10, 11 years old. So my dad went to prison and he got out when I was 24, mm. um, 24 years old. And for my 25th birthday, I decided to go to Dominican Republic and we went to go spend my 25th birthday together. And I had the best time mm. of my life. Right. So I remember as a kid that every time that I would leave from um, from visitation or whatever, I would start crying mm. like because it's just like, damn, like I don't want to leave my dad like I want to stay like with my dad mm. and um it got to a point where I kind of got used to like you know leaving the the mm. the visitation center or whatever the case is from seeing him and I wouldn't cry I would be I would be okay at least I thought I was okay so for my 25th birthday when we were in DR or whatnot you know we're having a good time we're having fun or whatever the case is and it's time for me to leave I start crying mm. and 
he's looking at me. He's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I don't want to leave. Like, for me, it was hitting me. Like, it was like, damn, like, I felt like I was losing my dad. So, like, I wanted to grip onto that. Like, I didn't want to let it go. And, you know, he, my dad actually handled the situation very well. Like, you know, he was like, he gave me a hug and he was like, that's not going to happen. Like, we're good. Like, it, we're, we're in a good spot. Mm-hmm. We could always like see each other, you yeah. know, don't, don't worry about that part. You don't have to worry about mm-hmm. that anymore. And how it also became traumatic for me, like, you know, in my love life as well is because although my dad still kept a relationship with me in prison, mm-hmm. he wasn't physically there yeah, yeah. to like, you know, so show me certain things sure. on like, you know, how to, how to be a woman to a man or, yeah, you, you know, how to defend myself or mm-hmm. how like, what yeah, what to look things, out yeah. for, you know, like different things. Like I literally had to grow up mm-hmm. before my time. Like I think at, by the time I was like 12 years old, I was very mature for, my age mm. like the way that I thought the way that I talked um it was it wasn't like a regular 12 year old and it was because I had to experience you know yeah. different different things like I was looking for love in like all the wrong places because mm-hmm. it's like I missed that physical father figure appearance and mm-hmm. you know although like you know an uncle cousin sure. could you know attempt to play that part it's nothing like actually having your actual mm-hmm. parent yeah. do that For sure. and I guess that's where the traumatizing with my mom um for you know our new listeners for that don't know two years ago I was also suicidal mm. um excuse me for several different reasons um but one of the main reasons are is because my mom is married to the guy that sexually abused me when I was a kid mm. um and she knows about the situation she knew about it way before she got married to him when we went through a whole um therapy session and I did give her an ultimatum because I got tired mm. of like you know constantly asking her or constantly pretending mm-hmm. as if like you know the situation no longer bothered me mm-hmm. just to like have some type of relationship with her when this person didn't really care to have this that type of relationship with me without it benefiting them For sure. on the opposite side <laughs> um and you know she she told me straight up in front of my therapist I cannot give up my livelihood for you mm. and she walked out the door and I have not spoken to her since um yeah so that's just like a watered down version yeah, yeah, for sure. of like you know the traumatic experiences that I've went through on both ends um of the stick and it's like I'm going through the process of healing so I don't bleed on my child when it's time for me to have a kid I don't make my child have to heal from me from the shit that I went through because my child didn't ask to be here to have to go through half of the shit that I went through as a kid yeah no that's deep like and you're talking about some real like real trauma you yeah. know coming from parents so I mean just um thinking about that mm-hmm. kind of like an interview how do you feel that i mean well we're being real specific in mm-hmm. your case but even you know it might not everybody may have gone through the exact same thing but right. how do you feel your trauma in those regards in those situations uh-huh. has affected you just in your life period how do you think they've manifested so whether it be with relationships uh-huh. attachment or how you know how do you think it's, it's 
manifested itself in your life? So at some point it was um it was affecting me in a negative like um standpoint. So when I say that like I like on a romantic relationship level I will attach to people that I knew I had no business being attached to that I knew didn't love me. But they at least if they gave me like a close feeling mm-hmm. of what love, what I thought love felt like, mm-hmm. I stayed. That's why I was in that relationship with my ex for that long. Um, you know, I, I just wanted to try to fill that void it is that I was filling. Um, but at the, on the back end, it did mature me, like, you know, before my time again or whatever to like, you know, to be the person it is that I am today. And it was like when I was going through therapy, my therapist literally sat me down and she told me, like, you're too busy. Like, you're running from something. So all of that trauma what I did was I put that into like business. I put that into school. I put that into work so I don't have to deal with it. So I don't have to think about it. And then when she, like when we like literally was detangling everything, I felt so defeated because it was just like, damn, like this was years of trauma that I didn't deal with, that I didn't even know that I was going through a depression or that I was going through whatever because my 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 mom or people around me would make it seem like, yo, you're too young to be going through a depression. Nothing's wrong with you. You're just being extra. You're mm-hmm. just being this, this, that, and the That's other. Crazy. And then it's like, as an adult, like I had to deal with that shit and I didn't even know how to deal yeah. with it. That's how I became suicidal because it became so overwhelming because it was years of trauma that I was dealing with. Mm. And that's another thing. Like, you know, when it comes to trauma, you literally have to deal with it. You cannot drink that shit away. You cannot smoke it away. You cannot fuck it away. You have to sit with it and deal with it because if you don't, it's going to fucking drown you, bro. Because that shit almost took me out. I'm not going to lie to you. No, that's and that's the facts. And that's what trauma, that's why they call it trauma. That's why you have post-traumatic stress disorder because trauma, it changes people. It really does. And why this topic is so important is because in understanding the traumas that you know you yourself go through but also understanding that other people have gone through trauma real life trauma i think it would help us understand each other better and why people may be the way they are right that's why like because trauma it alters your your mind it alters yeah. your perception your worldview it alters you know how you interact with people Facts. it alters your personality at times yep. like you know um, it alters your decision making. I mean, she was uh, Ashley's talking about, you know, looking for love in the wrong places. Mm-hmm. Why? Being because of the trauma. People pleasers and things of that sort. Yeah. Because of the trauma that she's gone through. I remember in, in school. All right, so as a young kid, mm-hmm. I used to get sick a lot. So I used to have to take medicine all the time, mm-hmm. and it had an effect. Like one of the side effects, you know, all the people, you know, all the medicine, you always have whatever side effects. Mm-hmm. One of the effects was it had an effect on my teeth. So then I go to school, I'm in middle school or whatever, and I went to a majority black school. And you know, back then in the 90s, at that, 90s is like, it was rough. So people gonna make fun of you if you got bobos, shoes, or anything, you know? So that's just the culture of the thing. Mm -hmm. So of course, I go, I'm a kid, and at that age, that's the age you wanna fit in, you want everybody to like you. But in front of the class, everybody, there's this kid that used to play basketball. Mm 
-hmm. And this story is actually funny because it also goes back to karma. Mm -hmm. But we'll get to that. Mm -hmm. So this kid, he was kind of popular. He, and he was in my class. I used to always be quiet. But one day he saw my teeth and he used to always make fun in front of everybody, the whole class, the beautiful girls, everything. And me, I've never been one of those people who've been what they call fast-witted. So I've never been one of those people who could, like, jive with you. I couldn't go back and forth. Mm -hmm. I'm one of those people who's like, oh, dang, after I leave two weeks later, oh, that's man, <laughs> I should have said this. Yeah. That's me. So, that was me today. <laughs> that's how I, that's how I, that's, how, that's, I'm slow. And I call it slow with it. I'm not slow. Mm -hmm. But I'm, you know, when I, I'm not quick, like, da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. I have to sit You're down and think about it. There the, you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, but it's not like, especially back then I was young. Mm -hmm. So I was on the spot. So it would just be like, I would take it all in. Hear people laughing the whole class. Ah, ah, ah. And you got to live with that. And then you go to high school with those same people. So I grew up with that insecurity. And what it did, it made me push people away. So mm -hmm. now I have a more defensive style mm -hmm. because that's how I feel. Because at the time, I didn't really have a voice, I feel. You know, yeah. I let people say what they wanted and I didn't say anything. Yeah. So now, because of that trauma, now I feel like, oh, my voice has to be heard. So I have a more defensive style. Some people say it's harsh when I speak, and they don't understand that. And it's not that I'm trying to be harsh, but it's because of that trauma. Right. That it, that's how it comes off. Like, now nah, you're going to hear me. Mm -hmm. What I say is important. And it comes off to a lot of people as aggressive. Mm -hmm. But it's based on that, you know. And so my style, I'm not like, I'm an introvert. I don't call people every time. I've lost friends of that. That's because of this trauma, like the insecurity. So... Mm -hmm. It has me feeling some type of way. It has me thinking of things some type of way. Why? Because of this trauma. Now, if people don't think, they're just going like, oh, Vlad's not my friend. He never calls me. Well, that's not true. It's based on the trauma. Oh, Vlad never wants to hang out. That's not true. Mm -hmm. It's because of whatever the trauma. And I'm just showing the different perspectives of trauma, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you're talking about the love that you're trying to grow. Well, mm -hmm. I'm pushing people away. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. trauma affects people in different ways. ways. That's true. And now, the karma part of that just to kind of bring it all back to full circle. That same kid, we were in eighth grade, 14. I went to high school with him. After eighth grade, I saw him in high school. We were cool. He used to always say, what's up? Never made fun of me again. It was cool. It was cool. Whatever. At the age of 22, when he went to college, we were in college or whatever, he actually had a heart attack or something and died. Damn. At 22. Damn. <laughs> at 22. I'll never forget that. If I say his name, a lot of people might be like, oh, snap, that guy. Mm -hmm. They, uh, yeah, so at 22, at a young age, he ended up dying. And I always think about that. Like, damn, you know, like, I ain't going to attribute it to me or nothing, but damn, karma, you know? Yeah, you had your own health conditions, and you were making fun of mine. Well, I don't know if he knew at that. You know, mm -hmm. I have another karma. It's real small, sh short. This one is shorter. I remember I went to elementary school with this cat, Norman. Oh, I shouldn't have said his name. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I went uh, Norman. There's a lot of Normans. Mm -hmm. I went to elementary school with this cat named Norman. We were cool, but I ain't know him like that. Fast forward, this we were probably like 17, 18, something like that. And we were in a barber shop. And at that time, I had dry scalp. <laughs> okay. So we were at the barber shop. Like, hey, what's up, Norman? So we getting our haircuts. So my dry scalp, I have dandruff. And Norman sees it. He starts, oh, killer dandruff. That, like, he was doing the most. The, doing the ex extreme mm -hmm. most for some dandruff. Oh, you got killer dandruff. It ain't dandruff. that deep, bro. All right. I promise you, mm -hmm. the next week in the news, Norman died. Wow. Drowning, trying to save some girl who, who was drowning, and he couldn't even swim. Wow. And Norman died the very next week. Wow. So I don't know. Uh, those are the two stories of wow. karma in my life. Those people actually ended up dying. I'm not trying to say, you know, 
Yeah, but the, the, the moral of the story yeah, don't is don't, don't mess with don't, black, don't mess bro. With you gonna die. Listen, that, and those are actually <laughs> the only two people that actually have you know publicly like oh Chardens only for real. Yeah, and they're both dead. But um, that's karma part. But the part I'm talking about is the trauma and how it affects people. You know, like for me, it made me defensive. So it's it's important to understand one your own trauma and how it affects affects you you in your life but also taking time to understand like other people have been Mm -hmm. through things like say let's say some people never heard the things you've been through but they only heard oh you tried to kill yourself and they might not know exactly all the details yeah they're gonna start talking oh you weak-minded you this yeah that's actually what that's what that's exactly what um that's exactly what happened to me. Like, um, a lot of people, when I started speaking about, like, you know, my story and, you know, how I attempted to commit suicide, a lot of people reached out to me like, yo, you're like, you know, that's crazy. Like, I'm upset with you. Like, like, why would you do some shit like that? Mm. And I'm like, dog, did you even listen to the podcast? No, but I don't need <laughs> to listen to the podcast to know that you tripping this, this, that, and the other. And I'm like, listen to the podcast, then come yeah, and talk yeah, to yeah. me. So they listened to the podcast and it was like, damn. Like, mm. I, I, I understand. I didn't even know you were going through half of that shit. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, the problem is with a lot of people when it comes to like depression and things of that sort people associate depression with the person always showing their emotion of them being sad Sad, and you know crying and all of this other stuff even when i look back on it it's no way anybody would have been able to tell that i was going through a depression bro because i didn't even recognize it myself until like you know i got past the the whole suicidal Mm -hmm. you know the Mm -hmm. whole suicidal thing like it's listen like at the end of the day it doesn't matter if that person's smiling if that person's laughing if it doesn't matter what that person has going on i kid you not if you took the time out to see them pass what they actually Mm -hmm. have um you was you will be able to see that a lot of them are really going through depressions Mm -hmm. i can give you a good example there's a lot like i know a lot of you know guys that are in the game right a lot of them do drugs to suppress their pain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But when you see them up on Instagram, you will see them living their best life. You know them doing their thing. They're having fun, et cetera, et cetera. But honestly speaking, it's literally for that Kodak moment. Absolutely. Because when it's all said and done and the lights go off and they're laying in a bed by themselves... That PTSD that they're feeling, that trauma that they go through, they're really feeling that shit. And that's why a lot of them, they end up do dying from suicide Mm -hmm. because they can't handle that. So, go ahead. It's a lot. No, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot to, to, it's a lot to take in. So, I also say all of that to say this, and it does tie back to, to karma. Be careful how you treat people. Mm. Like, even if you're the one that's going through the traumatic experience, understand somebody else is going through something, too. So you need to watch how you talk to them, one. Mm -hmm. You need to watch how you treat them. Because if you have good people around you, you have solid people around you that's showing that they love you, that they fuck with you, even if it's on a romantic level, because I've had that happen to me, too, where you could show a person that you genuinely fuck with them, but because they're so fucked up in the head, they don't know how to take in that love so they become defensive and they push you away Absolutely. be careful for situations like that because you're gonna find yourself with your back up against the wall and nobody's there for you that's true so it's like 
yo, like yeah, no, trauma is, is yo, trauma's real. And another reason it's important is because, like I said, it helps us to understand other people around us. But it, like, we're so good at judging other people, man, Facts. like for why they doing this or their reaction. I'm thinking about even celebrities, man. Mm-hmm. Um, we are like, oh, they got so much money. Why are they da 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 da? Like somehow money now takes away Wait, all the your trauma. problems. Just the same no. you said, like. Drinking can't take it away. Smoking, snorting, injecting, money can't take, take it, it away, away either. either. No nope. matter how much money you have, we've seen that throughout history. We see Amy Winehouse's of the day uh, mm-hmm. of our lives. We've seen that the Anthony Bourdain's, the Robin Williams, all the major stars that we know and we say they're rich and famous, and they're killing themselves. They're still in drugs. That's true. Like they've reached what we would consider the pinnacle of success and what we think is happiness. Mm-hmm. Yet they still are dealing with trauma, or still trying to figure out how to deal with some trauma that they've experienced. And a good one is the um, the the model that committed suicide recently. Um, what's her name? Christy. Mm. Uh, is that her name? Um, okay, so I, I can't remember her name by head, but you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, so she she was a 2019. Don't quote me on that. 2019. Um, the America something or North Carolina's the supermodel of the day or something of mm-hmm. that sort, and she was also an attorney as well. And her family didn't know that she was going through um, what they would call like a super depression, a a very active depression up until a few weeks before her death. Mm -hmm. So she's beautiful. She she has a lot going on for herself. She's making money. She got a nice apartment. You know, all these Mm -hmm. things that, you know, what we would consider success. And that was still she she still felt like she wasn't enough in the world Mm. because that's something that she posted on her Instagram the day the day she committed suicide. She did not feel like she was enough for this world. Like she felt out of place to the point where she lived on the ninth floor walked all the way took all the way to the 30th floor and jumped off the building she jumped to her death mm-hmm. and it's like you know we look at situ and i had a co-worker was like but why would she do that she was so successful she was beautiful she was this this that and the other not even knowing that i'm a victim of suicide myself and i had to tell her like bro that means nothing mm-hmm. when you're going through depression none of that shit means anything like you could take away the car you could take away the fame you could take away all of this shit just for me to get back my happiness please by all means yeah yeah i know i mean until you like really deal with the trauma, like really like face it and deal with it, yeah, it's like there's no external resources or sources or no external means or anything that can that can make that go away. And trauma, as I, I was sitting here thinking about it, trauma is like a traumatic experience. It doesn't mean it has to always be negative. If I'm mm-hmm. broke today and I become a billionaire tomorrow, mm-hmm. that's traumatic. That is. You know what I mean? That's a that traumatic is. experience. That is. So even in that case, I'm a change. And it's going to flip my mind. Like I'm A, a lot of people go through that too, and that's why they end up going broke over time because they don't know how to handle it. Absolutely. And it's overwhelming Like what comes with that. Yeah. That's what trauma is. It's like such an experience that alters your personality, your perspective, your yeah. world. It's not just, we always think trauma is a ne- like a bad, in the bad sense, in the negative, like bad things happen. Something real traumatic can happen. Like, yo, I, I'm walking today and tomorrow I got a fleet of cars and I'm like, yo, that's traumatic. Like, that's it's going to change. Now I'm some arrogant jerk. I was humble uh-huh. yesterday, 
But now this traumatic experience. Now I'm popping my shit and I don't know how to control it. Yeah. <laughs> it changed my, <coughs> excuse me, it changed my perspective. It changed my personality now. Like, yo, Vlad changed. Of course. He's just been through a traumatic like, experience. Like, we don't see it that way. Yeah. But that's what it is. Like, yo, this man done been through a traumatic experience. Like, yeah. that's traumatic to go from having nothing to now being a boss or being having money, fame, yep. anything. You yep. can be a nobody. Like, you had no girls, or if you're into girls or guys, you had no dudes into you, and now you're a famous star. Mm -hmm. Even if you broke, because, you know, some stars, they're just famous and not wealthy. That's all a different conversation. That's traumatic. Yo, I was a nobody to now people Meet just throwing somebody. themselves at yeah. them. Like, anybody's going to do. That's a traumatic experience. That's so true. we have to be mindful of the just the changes uh, in people's lives. And like, oh, they change it. They, like, we have to understand, man, tra trauma changes people. Trauma, mm -hmm. trauma alters your mind. It, ch it changes how you view things, how you act. And we have to be mindful of that for others and even within ourselves. Like, the trauma, traumatic experiences that we go through, it might alter how we are acting and being with other people, people and the things we view and see and how we see the world as well. So that, that's something to be mindful of. Yeah. So I think that concludes our episode for um, season two, episode two. Like, for sure. You guys, you know, just be safe out there. Be kind. It doesn't hurt to be nice mm. to somebody. It doesn't hurt to ask somebody, hey, how you doing? Like, Check on your strong friends. I can't tell you how many people thank me for checking on them. Like mm. they'll say they don't they have friends for years that don't even ask mm -hmm. them how they're doing. That's real. Like ask your peoples, yo, you good today? How you feeling today? Like you okay? Like you don't gotta be hard all the time. Like, yeah. yo, spread some love, be be happy, be joyful. Like I'm I'm telling you, just a little bit goes that far. Oh, no, it goes a long way. So until next time guys, we love you. Thank you for tuning in and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Bye. Later. <laughs>